Welcome back to another episode of Better Decisions Podcast. My name is Shakira Sanchez. I am the Urban Core Territory Manager for the David Siddons Group. Today, I have a wonderful pleasure of having the CEO, founder, and chairman of Blanca Commercial Real Estate, Mr. De Blanca herself. Thank Welcome. you so much, Shakira, <laughs> for having me. Delighted Thank to be you. here. Thank good, you. Good. Thank you so much for joining us. So before we started filming, we kind of had a brief conversation about what we're going to talk about. And the main goal is really to share what's been happening in the commercial real estate industry. So for those who know or don't know, there have been a number of businesses that have publicly and privately announced their expansion. Um, so we would love to know how that's going to affect the local market um, in different sectors, what that's going to mean for Miami as it continues to evolve as a global city. Um, but before we get into that, we'd love to know how you started out in the commercial real estate industry and how your role has evolved through time. Well, thank you. So um, I've been in the commercial real estate industry now since uh, 1987, so a number of years. And, uh, and I really found um, this industry by pure coincidence. I was actually working for a technology company and someone suggested that I should look into commercial real estate services and I fell in love with it. I fell in love with uh, you know, the interaction that we have daily with uh, clients, with uh, being part of your community and being part of the fiber of seeing what is going to be built in your community and seeing that ahead. And, um, and so when I, when I fell in love with it, I moved back to Miami because I had moved to San Diego uh, previously. And, uh, and like so many are finding out today, uh, once you live in Miami, you want to come back. <laughs> and, uh, and so I came back and for 35 years now, I have been involved in commercial real estate services. I grew up in the business with a development group, Pudina Group, and then let the region for Cushman and Wakefield. And about 13 years ago, decided it was time to launch my own business. It's been a beautiful journey. I have, uh, we've, uh, we've got a team now of 41 professionals. We have, uh, Division for property management for office buildings and um, high street retail, and um, and we have a very robust uh, market share of thirty four percent consistently over the last six years with the amazing team that we've built, uh, representing both owners and uh, tenants uh, that need office and industrial space primarily. We are regional. We have three offices: uh, one in Las Olas, one in Brickell, and one at Waterford Business District and Miami Airport. And continuing to grow. Very nice. So for starters, you definitely know what it's like for newcomers to come into here and set your roots. Um, in reality, I think this is the perfect way to kind of begin this conversation because you've seen Miami in its worst time and now arguably its best time. So, you know, and this is one of the things that we're seeing Miami really evolve before it was always a very attractive destination, but now we're seeing families move down here and now businesses. So what do you think has caused or sparked these businesses to choose it now? So I'm a past chair of the Beacon Council, our economic development agency. And back in 2009, when I was serving that role, I remember that we spoke to a lot of companies that were looking to move to Miami or to the region in particular in Miami was on the list. And, um, and it felt like um, a really interesting opportunity, but that Miami was lacking um, some of the infrastructure that they were looking for to be able to be, uh, to feel like they were in a global city that was fully connected or that they perhaps um, were challenged with uh, the school system or perhaps too much diversity uh, for some companies, in fact. 
And, uh, and what's happened over the last 20 years and, and the last decade is that we've been very fortunate that our leadership in government has and private sector have invested significant resources and capital to create an infrastructure for this for the county in general that puts us in a much better place than we were before to attract these companies and to attract the people that want to work for these companies. More importantly, the pandemic accelerated the trend that was happening already. Uh, Miami has um, highly educated workforce. Uh, we have a young population of you know, really the 40% of the population that migrates to Miami is in the age group of 28 to 40. So very young population. We have an international airport that takes you on direct flights to many, many parts around the world. Um, and we have um, a lifestyle and a community that is uh, very open and receives new people with open arms. Uh, the state of Florida as well has, of course, very business-friendly policies in place. Our state, there's no state income tax, and that is a huge benefit, not only for the founders and the CEOs and of and the wealth that comes here, but also for the executives and the right. employees that reside here. It also feels um, like the community uh, has grown up in the talent that it can attract. And, um, and so during 2020, as these companies were watching where their employees and executives were migrating to right. so that they could spend the pandemic in a place where they felt safe and that it felt comfortable South Florida and Miami became the hotspot. And so that is why Blackstone and others have followed Blackstone and put the stamp of approval on Miami and said, to bring employees back, to bring executives back, we need to create regional hubs and we need to be flexible as to where our people are going to work. Right. And it, it is proven now with the migration that they saw over the last 24 years that Miami is a place and regionally, in fact, from Palm Beach Broward and Miami is our places where their people want to work. Um, so the announcements that we have seen from Apollo, from Blackstone, from C1 Financial, from Citadel now certainly has driven other companies in the same sectors and industries, but also this following effect of companies that provide services to these right. firms that are now following as well, the law firms the accounting firms, yeah. the consulting firms, the architectural firms and engineering firms, all of them are following as well, their clients yeah. from other cities. Yeah. We have also uh, certainly an environment that feels safe. And so we're very fortunate to be in a community um, that feels much safer, believe it or not, than other places around the country. Right. And so it's, it's, it's very sad to see the incidents that have happened in some of these cities around the country. And for, um, and for many people, uh, the, that safety uh, is, is something that is driving them to consider where they should grow their businesses and establish themselves. Right, right. And that makes all the sense. I think yeah. that they, they hinted towards that recently with the whole Citadel movement. So yes. to know that apart from everything else that, you know, residents here do know that it's a beautiful city, it's very, you know, the airport, we're here. Uh, I had someone one time tell me that it was faster to get here by plane from the uh, New York City than to drive from the city to the Hamptons, mm -hmm. which kind of gives it like an ease of that. It's not going to be so much of a cultural shock. Um, obviously, it's very different than Manhattan. Um, I, you know, there are people that are diehard New Yorkers, but I do. We live here, so we know what it's like to live here, to work here. So it's very attractive. I think one of the wonderful things that is happening is that 
many people that are moving to Miami know Miami only when they've come here for vacation. Right. And that means, right. oh, I'm in Miami Beach and I'm enjoying the beach and the restaurants and and, and the hotels on the beach, which is fantastic. Yeah. But they really don't understand uh, Coral Gables. They don't understand Miami Airport. They don't understand Aventura, Coconut Grove. And as uh, the group of uh, professionals that have moved here have started to explore Miami, this um, they've discovered that there's a, a richness to the community and a, such a richness to so many different neighborhoods that they didn't know before, and they're loving it. So they're moving everywhere around uh, the county, not only Miami Beach, right. not only um, Brickell or downtown, but really starting to explore beyond uh, yeah. what is obvious as yeah. a place to, to right. do business or to live. Right. Yes. And have you seen, because I know you've worked with a good number of these businesses that have come down. Have you noticed a like predominant focus in a submarket where they want to initiate that first step? In terms of office space, mm -hmm. Brickles certainly has been the winner. Um, for years, it's been recognized as the Walt, Wall Street of the South. Right. And so it has the highest concentration of international banking behind New York City. And, um, and it is where the density from a zoning standpoint um, has driven a lot of new development. So we had 2 million square feet of high-rise tower space deliver in 2010 through 2012. Mm -hmm. We have quality trophy assets that uh, fortunately had available space to receive these companies. And, um, and so many have flocked to the existing Class A office towers, as well as the new one that is getting delivered, A30 Brickell. And, um, and now they are also exploring uh, moving into spaces in downtown Miami. In Wynwood, in fact, we right. just executed a lease with PwC at 545 Wynn, owned by Sterling Bay. Uh, they've been in the news recently, as well yeah. as you know. And, um, and then there's more product that is planned and, and proposed for development uh, of quality trophy Class A space and uh, various areas of Miami-Dade County, including Brickell, of course, and downtown right. and Wynwood. So, and Miami Beach uh, also right. has, um, you know, strong initiatives uh, to partner um, with via ground leases with developers to build new Class A office. We also have space available there with Starwood having built their headquarters and moved into their headquarters. They vacated their space at 1601 Washington, and we have um, that space available for lease, and it's been, the building will be renovated and it's going to be a spectacular location. It is for companies right. that want to reside in Miami Beach. So nice. lots of opportunities still, even though Brickell is filling up very quickly and right. there is very little availability in the top tier Class A assets. Mm -hmm. There are opportunities to acquire really great quality space throughout the county. Right. Coral Gables the same. The plaza in Coral Gables that we're leasing, uh, the North Tower delivered, the South Tower delivers now with the activity that we have, we should be at 70% leased. Uh, in no time this year. And, uh, and it's a brand new project that offers, you know, tremendous opportunity for companies moving here as well. That's Same with water for the activities through the roof in Miami yeah. airport. So it's, it's just spilling over into every neighborhood. And of course, from a residential standpoint, many, many times um, you see the opportunity oh, yeah. before we do, because you are finding the right locations for the employees and the executives yeah. uh, to, um, to find uh where they feel comfortable living. And yeah. from there they search for their space. Yeah. And, and I, and I got to say, it's a very nice synergy to have because even let's just say a year ago when I would be speaking to, uh, to a buyer, whether they were the end user or an investor, I would always hint towards the commercial industry, uh, regardless if they were looking at it or not. Um, because I think it is very telling to see that there is kind of like a pinnacle, uh, like a center and obviously Brickle, you know, takes the cake with that one, 
But to see that kind of that demand spill over everywhere in Miami shows how strong and how consistent that demand is. Exactly. So, and I think that if there's not enough uh, supply as of now, or, you know, it's absorbing very well, I think that that's another opportunity for a completely different approach to kind of satisfy that demand, which is, you know, a lot of people initially when they first migrated, they were like, okay, well, we're here for the moment or we're going to rent or we'll just have it as a base. But to know that these developers, local and national, are coming in and they're deciding to continue with this, it's very telling as to what they see Miami in the future. Um, and on that note, have you seen when these businesses are in the first steps of their search, are they changing their behaviors? Are they looking for, let's say, more space, longer leases? I mean, you've hinted towards different areas, but what is it that Wynwood, you know, is more attractive than, let's say, Brickle, what, what are the, what's the thought process there? So each neighborhood has its own, um, let's say character and uh, vibe. Yes. And so, um, you know, each neighborhood has uh, a uniqueness that appeals to, uh, different people. And, uh, and what I'm finding is that as companies have come to Miami and gone into, for instance, uh, co-working spaces because they wanted to sort of understand the market and uh, build their talent base, do their recruiting, and then enter into longer-term leases. Um, they are, uh, after getting to know the market, deciding, well, I thought I was going to be in Brickell, but guess what? I really want to be in Wynwood. Right. And the reason being that as they speak to their, um, to their talent base, mm -hmm. their employees, they're finding that many are residing in uh, the Edgewater, Wynwood, uh, Midtown yeah. area, and that Wynwood, with its um, uh, great vibe for food and beverage right. and um, the arts and so on, it's a it's a place that is highly urban and walkable, and they can relate to because they're coming from cities where there's a walkability right. uh, and an urban feel uh, surrounding them. So also, it's accessible in pricing, uh, both from a um, if you're buying a condo or if you're renting an apartment, the Edgewater area and the Wynwood and Midtown areas are more affordable, of course, than Brickell. Uh, so if you want your office to be close to where your employees reside and where your executives are coming from, Miami Beach or mm -hmm. other parts of um, the county, Wynwood is, is a great choice. Downtown is downtown and it will always be downtown. The CBD, including Brickell, of course, is going to continue to appeal to um, a higher end, um, a product, um, buyer, right. uh, the towers offer you know, tremendous amenities. And, uh, um, of course the, they're 20, 30, 40, 50, 80 stories. And, and the cost to build that is very different than the cost of delivering an eight story building. So you will have a, always a, a some price differential, right. uh, between Brickle Avenue and, uh, downtown Miami and, these other neighborhoods to the to the north and Wynwood, where you're capped in terms of density and in terms of height, uh, Edgewater has high rises as well uh, that are pretty accessible in price and um, and and I think you'll see the whole corridor populate very quickly. Yeah, I, I understand there's hardly any vacancy in any of these buildings for rent or for even you know to acquire yeah. um, apartments. No, and it's definitely driven the price up, the availability. I mean, even now where we're starting to see it shift a little bit, it's still like Brickle, for example, Brickle and Brickle Key, it's showing like three, 3.4 months of supply, which is still very much favorable for sellers. But 
there is a hesitation. There's a little bit of fear. And I think that this is more like a global sense of it. I mean, you know, Europe is going through it. Latin America is going through it. So we're seeing a lot of things happen, but this is a very similar conversation that we would have with buyers, which is each neighborhood does have their own characteristic. And there were people that really enjoyed the more rustic urban uh, vibe and ambiance that Edgewater had to offer. Downtown is obvious. Downtown and Edgewater are going to be two that are going to see a lot of, um, of, of saturation of inventory coming in in the next construction cycle. But uh, Brickell is obviously kind of like up and running, like it's ready to go with great walkability. Um, so but each one has their own personality, which is always good. If you're a financial services firm, you're going to gravitate to Brickle. And yeah. uh, we did a map recently that shows the concentration of financial services mm -hmm. where they're located. And certainly Brickle has a high concentration as downtown does. Right. But you see them sprinklered into you know, Aventura that has amazing um, residential options and right. schools. And with a Brightline station, having now a commuter station in Aventura by the end of the year, it really is opening up that whole corridor. And we're seeing a lot of demand for office in Aventura as a result of that at Onyx Tower that we leased. And uh, and so I think that the mobility of um, uh, of workers, the uh, mass transit, especially with the residents that are coming here that are used to using right. mass transit, is a factor. And, um, and more schools arriving and opening in urban areas that facilitate your lifestyle of living, working, and taking your kids to school if you have kids and not yeah. having to leave your neighborhood within a you know, 15 minute right. sort of uh, connection. The traffic yeah, and everything. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what's happening. These neighborhoods are all developing their urban, um, they're being designed with their own sense of urbanism and density right. uh, and, um, and creating environments that allow you to work, live, play, in the neighborhood. And, yeah. and then of course you can go to the beach, you can go to Brickell downtown if, if you're not there, uh, but you don't necessarily have to be there right. uh, if, if you don't choose to yeah. have your office there. And it's not so far away. I, I think yeah. Miami is very interesting in that sense where they, all these neighborhoods aren't so, so spread out. I mean, you could get to the Gables to the beach on a very easy day, no, not Basel or anything. You can get there in like 20, 30 minutes. I mean, it's not crazy. Um, but hinting towards the, the evolution of urbanism and the density. So Wynwood, which is for me very interesting to kind of learn a little bit more about where maybe five, 10 years ago, it had a more, it had a different presence. Now we're seeing very interesting office towers going over there. What's the difference? What's the reason behind the change? You mentioned it to me one time, but I, I think yeah. it's very interesting. Yes. 10 years ago, Wynwood did not have the zoning uh, in place to permit um, vertical construction or the residential development that we're seeing today. So um, there was a master plan designed and they went through a process to create an, this overlay or zoning um, to allow for development of eight certain height buildings that permit eight, nine story buildings, depending on the slab to slab height and depending whether you have a rooftop or not, you call it eight or nine right. stories, but it's really capped at that. And, uh, and so Wynwood was interesting because uh, sometimes neighborhoods are, are built around the residential base and then, you know, the retail follows and the office follows. In this case, the play factor was there already. The right. food was there. Um, the, the cultural aspect was there. We, we owe this, of course, to uh, Mr. Goldman and uh, his daughter, uh, Jessica, who have, you know, just really... Um, had a vision for Wynwood and have worked so hard to make that happen and, and others embraced it. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so 
the retail was there, the food was there, the uh, arts and culture were there, but there were there were there was no one living there. Yeah. So um, when Related came in and started buying a lot of land and doubled down to deliver a lot of residential product quickly, um, that certainly started then to create um, a strong base for office to follow. If you look at Burkle Avenue back in 2009 mm -hmm. and what it looked like on an aerial, you would see that where our office is at 1450 Burkle, right. the first asset that we took on to lease when I started the business, you could look up Miami Avenue and there was hardly anything. That's crazy to think about now. Hardly, <laughs> hardly anything. So it was yeah. about creating the vision and being able to tell the story about what was already underway being planned to be built and and what that could look like. And we knew it was going to become Restaurant Row. We knew Brickle right. City Center was being assembled and planned. We knew that the SLS, you know, would happen eventually. So not everyone understands that if you're not in the business. So yeah. being able to understand what's behind the construction that you see later allows you to forecast what a neighborhood will look like, right? right. To be able to tell that story ahead of time. And, um, and when Brickle had all these condominium units delivered, and we hit the recession in 2008, seven through 09, right? Everyone thought it was going to take us 10 years to backfill that space. Well, what happened was it took three years and we had cranes back up very quickly. Mm -hmm. And when that density of people came to Brickle to live there, the employers followed. And then Brickle became just, you know, a place where it's a place of choice where if there's quality space, then um, it gets leased very quickly. Yeah. There's also a flight to quality that the pandemic has created, um, or it always has been there, but I think it really has exacerbated um, the desire for quality product that embraces uh, what we want to be, um, you know, what we want our workplace to be. Right. So the lifestyle that we want at the workplace. It's not unlike um, uh, when you choose the hotel you want to stay in, you're looking at what that uh, feels like when you walk in the lobby, when you, you know, go into the elevator and then your room and the amenities in the neighborhood. Well, in office, it's, it's pretty similar today in that people want environments that feel comfortable to show up to. And, um, and so you want those lobbies to be uh, embracing, you know, a community of people. And uh, you want to be in a location that is connected to the amenities. You want to be connected to the transit. You want to be to have good access. You want your office space to have um, living room type areas as right. well as private office space and not necessarily communal space where you are packed in like sardines in there yeah. and no room to breathe. Yeah. Buildings that have invested in the right uh, uh, mechanical systems and um, antimicrobial filters and um UV lights to make sure that you're breathing clean air and that you are, you know, your intake of um, air from the outside is is appropriate so that you're 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 not you're not recycling microbes inside right. the space. Yeah, and then the know? pandemic continues and, and continues. It, it continues and continues. So the yeah. thing is that you know there's just a lot that's happened uh, during 2020 that I think actually is very healthy for um, everyone to sort of reset what the office should look like right. and what the buildings should feel like. And so there's been a lot of investment made in many buildings and, and, and others that are new then were able to, you know, come into the market as if they knew that 2020 was coming. Right. I mean, because right. uh, 545 win has 
a fifth floor that has an, an expansive outdoor terrace that has a beautiful tenant lounge and, right. and a, a fitness center that is state of the art. And, and you walk in and you feel like, oh, I just want to hang out here. It's like home away from yeah, home. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I, I want to be here. Yeah. I don't want to be sitting in my tiny yeah. home office. Yeah. And so, <laughs> no, but that's good to hear. And I, and honestly, there are some CEOs and founders that are kind of, uh, they're okay with the remote work, right? I feel like it's kind of like a push and pull. And I feel like there are some people that are also not on board with it at all and see the benefit, um, holistically speaking, for an employee to walk in, sit, be in a very comfortable setting, but work in the office. So do you think that with this kind of like uh, trying to figure out what's going to work best, what's going to prevail, has that affected the office space at all with, with the amount of remote work or maybe Miami is still trying to meet that demand for office space? You know, there isn't uh, one answer that fits all. Every company is going through this evaluation and having conversations internally and with architects and advisors to figure out what their space looks like. So we've had companies that have decided to close down their office and send everybody home. And then there are others that are growing their footprint because they want to create environments that are welcoming to their employees. And so the office has become the place where you actually you leverage that, you align it with your brand and who you are as an enterprise, and you use it to recruit and retain talent. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and I think that no, um, I mean, no doubt uh, the flexibility of uh, how you work and where you work is going to stay. Mm-hmm. I think there will be companies that will say you have to be in the office 100% of the time. But I think for the most part, companies, corporate America mm-hmm. will adopt a uh, more flexibility in how they um, allow their employees to to work. And that doesn't mean that the office goes away because not every enterprise can be run remotely. Many right. are running remotely. Great. Not everyone is set up to do that. And a lot gets lost and inefficiencies can really set in when you don't have any personal communication. So if you're remote, you really have to have systems in place and ways of bringing your employees together into um, conversations and into a community remotely and maybe having meeting places either monthly or quarterly where right. everyone gathers uh, to be able to function uh, efficiently. So, you know, everyone wants uh, their lifestyle to be improved and no one wants to waste an hour and a half, two hours of their day in, in a car or commuting. Um, whether you have family or not, it's personal time or work time that, well, it's personal time that you're investing to get to work, right? So to the extent that you can create opportunities to uh, be in the office uh, with everyone, but have flexibility that if there are certain times during the month when you're not going to be there, you can still be connected to other employees, perhaps in a remote location, whether it's at WeWork or Industrias or Regis and, you know, so on. I mean, I think I think that will be uh, formulas that are going to be adopted for many global enterprises that have big footprints around uh, around the world. Right. And uh, the proof is in the pudding. I mean, here in, in Miami, every co-working company is full and with waiting lists. Wow. Um, and that and and not all of it is the enterprise business with global companies, mm-hmm. but it's also. People like you and me that perhaps are not in the office every day, but we want to be in a place that feels like I'm at the office. Right. And where there's a community of people because we're, as human beings, I think we need that social interaction no matter what. And um, it enriches your experience when you're able to leave your home 
and connect with other professionals in whatever field uh, you're in or other fields. Yeah. yeah. I guess time so, will really tell which one will, will go. Right. We haven't seen in Miami an impact of contraction that has in any way um, delivered uh, challenges for occupancy of buildings. Right. And, um, and, and also we've been so absolutely fortunate to have the immigration of companies that have driven they've driven significant positive absorption across the county. Right. So we don't have our vacancy levels are very healthy and uh, our occupancy levels are very healthy and very low vacancy, I should say. And rents have certainly um, worked in the typical way that supply and demand work yes. uh, for the quality assets. The rents have risen 20, 30%, even more in some cases. And that means that other assets that are class a minus or class mm -hmm. B are also experiencing uh, demand and, and are able to increase rents too. So we're recommending a lot of our clients uh, that we advise uh, as occupiers to engage early in the process mm -hmm. of addressing the, uh, the office uh, space that they'll require with plenty of time, meaning a year, two years, three years, four years, if you're a large user, um, also, because there are challenges in terms of the entire process, the timeline um, is, is, has been extended as a result of the pandemic because of materials, because of labor okay. shortages. Uh, even the county and the cities here in, in Miami and Broward and Palm Beach have um, a lot of volume that they're processing. And therefore, to secure a building permit takes a lot longer than it did previously. So it could take you a year to acquire your space in Miami these days. If, um, and so, you know, start early, right? Start really early. And, you know, I was looking at some of the numbers, uh, in the last three years, um, where, you know, proceeding to the pandemic and how it was a very different portion of newcomers. It was like down to like 5%. And now it's almost the majority of the, of the office transactions. Mm -hmm. And I'm curious to see with everything that's been happening with, you know, having the dilemma between remote work or the hybrid work model, these newcomers paying significantly higher rents. How is that affecting the local commercial tenant? Is Are they able to kind of acclimate or is this pushing them out of the areas? How are they reacting to all it's of this? It's a combination, right? Again, um, many companies that have had to face steep rent increases have decided to stay put because the cost of moving would have been significant in terms of the capital they need to invest to renovate the premises that they would be occupying. And that is also as a result of the pandemic, materials costs have gone, have increased and increased uh, significantly. So if you're moving, you have, you typically either accept the space as is, as it's in great condition, or the landlord, the owner will give you a tenant improvement allowance, mm -hmm. but then you have to pay any excess over that allowance for the build out of your improvements. And, and so many companies have decided, well, I don't want to invest capital in improving premises in another location. I'd rather stay here. I'd have to invest capital and I will go ahead and pay the increased rent. Right. Uh, and then we'll see in five years what happens. Right. The, um, I think that, um, you know, in terms of uh, uh, local companies uh, facing the rent increases in Brickell, we're seeing some migrate to downtown Miami, some migrate to Wynwood, some migrate to Coral Gables, and some migrate to Waterford Business District or Doral, places where you have 
ample parking, where you have no parking costs, where the rents are, there's a significant spread in rent. Mm-hmm. And um, the Gables does have a parking cost, but still the, the spread in rent between Gables and Brickell is very significant. I mean, to the tune of $30 a square foot in some cases, and, and more than that uh, in comparison to other areas uh, in Miami airport area. Aventura is another area that is um, very, very active, uh, given that there are so many executives that have been working downtown or in Brickell that reside in that area of Aventura or Sunny Isles or Golden Beach or North Miami Beach. And now that there is new product available and that the commuter rail is going to open in November, they're saying, well, I don't need to be in Brickell every day or on downtown every day. So I can have my office in Aventura. My employees can use the commuter train. Um, and, um, and if I need to be in Brickell, I can also use the commuter train and not face a long, long commute. And so it's, you know, all of these things are contributing to having mobility, um, of companies across the County. And, um, and I think we'll see more of that. That's very exciting. Yeah. And with how it is now, you know, you have Aventura, Miami beach, Coral Gables, Doral, is there a specific area um, that's emerging or something that you might have your eyes on as to the next best Brickle or the next best Gables? Which area are you mainly having your eyes on? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know, I, I think I'm excited about everything that is happening in Miami-Dade County. And I can't say that I have a favorite, but I do think that there's going to be tremendous transformation uh, in in areas like Wynwood, um, the Grove, of course, has been transformed significantly, and and Coral Gables as well. So I I, I can't tell you that I have a favorite. I I reside in Coral Gables, you know. So and I work in Brickell, so I, I definitely um, that's where I run my errands and where I go shopping right. or dining uh, most of the time. Uh, but the transformation that we'll see in Miami Beach is going to be significant with new office coming. Aventura is experiencing a rapid transformation with more residential, with more uh, office product and retail being delivered and with the train operating there. So I'm very excited to see that. And, um, and, and the Midtown area just north of Wynwood also is experiencing a huge uh, uh, boost in terms of commercial development. So, I mean, the entire, the entire County is, is positioned to see great, um, movement of, uh, a development of demand of, uh, um, just, uh, you know, walkability and urbanization that I know our commissioners of the county level are really focused on trying to, uh, address quickly so that we can have employee mobility throughout Miami-Dade County. Don't forget that a large population of our employees reside in Homestead and Kendall, um, in areas that are not connected to mass transit. So the initiative to have the rapid bus system um, be able to access the large employment centers quickly is, um, is, is an important initiative that we should support so that we can uh, not have a county that is divided right. uh, in terms of where employment happens and, and where uh, people reside. And um, uh, health district is, is another area that also has a large employment center and it's experiencing a renaissance with development. So I, I haven't answered your question because I'm just excited about it's a little, I, I, it's, I don't it's blame just, you. <laughs> I, just, I'm ex- I mean, seeing what is happening around the County just uh, really uh, creates excitement every day for us. Um, right. And uh, um, you know, makes us really proud of what we've accomplished as a community and, and let's continue to you know keep everyone safe and uh, make sure that we are 
friendly to the uh, everyone moving here and welcoming, <laughs> and that and that we're kind and um, uh, and also um, you know human to each other as residents in Miami Dade County. I think uh, that will uh, certainly uh, bring us a lot of joy in the years to come. I love that. Well, I think that's a great way to close out this conversation. That um, I thank you so much for joining us. Thank I think you. the insight you shared today is going to be helpful to everyone. So thank you, thank Shakira. You so I appreciate you having me. You're welcome back anytime. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. So if anyone would like to speak a little more about commercial real estate in Miami-Dade County, Broward, or Palm Beach, please don't hesitate to reach out at Tere, T-E-R-E dot Blanca, B-L-A-N-C-A, at Blanca, C-R-E dot com. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for watching another episode on the Better Decisions podcast. Again, my name is Shakira Sanchez. I am the territory manager for the Urban Core. Make sure to like, subscribe, comment. If you have any questions, we're more than happy to help you.